0: Hello and welcome to I Migrate the podcast, the show where we'll be sharing the stories and experiences of people who have migrated to the UK from countries across the world. Whether they were escaping conflict in search of education opportunities or looking for adventure, they all share the similar challenge of having to assimilate to a new country and culture. In today's episode, I'll be talking to my friend, Lauren, about her experience of migrating from Texas, USA, to Cheltenham. Hello, Lauren. Welcome to the show. Could you please introduce yourself for us, please?
1: Hi, yes. Uh, Lauren Dinkins. I'm from Houston, Texas, originally, but I arrived here from San Antonio, Texas, which is where I was working. For somebody who doesn't know or has never been to Texas, what can you tell them about it? Well, Texas is big. So the saying, everything is bigger in Texas, is true for the most part, you know. The weather varies. So we we have places where it's very dry, like um, El Paso, to places where it's very, very humid, where I'm from, which is Houston. There are hills. Um, People actually ski, too, in El Paso. So there's some snow sometimes but um like where i was in san antonio that's kind of like the hill country area so there's um, lots of hills and there's rivers and you know very different so it depends on where you are in texas the terrain can be different but um it's all texas fantastic so what was life like before you moved it was busy i have two two kids so um it was busy but good So in addition to working, I was a professor, adjunct professor at a college in San Antonio. It's a historically Hispanic-serving institution, and it was also historically Black, but it was majority Hispanic-serving. And let's see, I spent my days basically shuttling my kids back and forth to school, gymnastics practice, exercising, you know, just being a mom, (laughs) busy mom.
0: That's really interesting, being an academic and, you know, juggling all everything else.
1: Uh, yeah. Plus work,
0: isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so what caused you to move or make the decision to move to the UK or to Chatham for that matter?
1: <laughs> well, the original goal was to provide my children a different experience. So I grew up overseas and I really value that experience and I wanted to... Share that experience. I also wanted my children to have that experience. So that had been a goal of mine. And so my kids were getting older, and I was like, I really need to either make this happen or find something else to do. So I just started. I knew I wanted to go to Europe because I knew I wanted to travel around because I'm like, at this rate, I'll never be able to take them everywhere I want to take them. So I need to get closer. So to be a little bit less expensive or at least easier to get to. So my first choice was Germany. But Germany. The opportunities weren't, I don't think, the best for me as far as my career. So it was England was the next choice. Mm. And of course, I was wanting London, but that didn't fit my background. So it was Cheltenham. It is. And so I applied and I got the job and I was like, okay, you're going to Cheltenham. And I knew nothing about Cheltenham. So that's when, you know, I started doing a little research.
0: You just mentioned that you grew up overseas. Where did you grow up? This is very interesting,
1: okay, yeah, so when I was five years old i i my family moved to Saudi Arabia, so I grew up in Dahran, Saudi Arabia. My father worked for for Aramco, and um my mom eventually got a job there as well, and so we we lived over there about five or six years, so I spent formative years there.
0: How was life like in Saudi Arabia when you moved out there?
1: So from what I remember, it was great, lots of fun um long days in the pool. School was great. Lots of activities, lots of lots of creative things to do. So like in America it's very like uh math, science, you know, English and that's pretty much it. But in Saudi Arabia, I had a lot of um extracurricular activities, art, music. Um it always seemed like we were always on vacation. Uh my mom and dad didn't really work that hard, so they spent a lot of time with us. My older, you know, my older brother was there as well. He had a karate instructor that would, my parents paid to teach him karate in our garage. So it was just from what I remember, it was great.
0: Oh, so that is why you thought, oh, actually, now I've got kids, then maybe moving and experiencing something different would be good for them as well. Yes. Oh, yes. Wonderful. Uh, absolutely brilliant. So the move. Were there any significant difficulty when you came to moving into the UK or Cheltenham for that?
1: Absolutely. COVID.
0: Go on. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. COVID. Yeah. So when did you move? Go on. Tell well, us. Well,
1: I was originally supposed to come. So COVID hit in, was it March of 2020? Mm. And I was supposed to come like June mm. 2020. Mm. And so uh, around March, April, I got the call, like, we're going to postpone you. As soon as you can get out here is is January twenty twenty one, right? Mm. So that was that was the first difficulty, mm. and so then, as of course, we made it through that first wave of COVID when it came, and we didn't have the vaccination. Everything was scary, right? All the rules changed, things were closed. There were limits on the number of people who could come into a room and things like that. So that really added to the difficulty of scheduling the move, getting passports, visas. Like everything was just a first time, I think, because everything was just so new. So COVID really changed things.
0: Yeah, I know. COVID has just been, you know, for the last two years has been something else um, for everybody. So I can't imagine if you're, uh, you know, planning migrating at that point, that must have been really challenging in each and every way so can you tell me more how you were feeling the first few moments after you landed into the UK
1: yeah so so to get here we had to take a COVID test and test negative which is fine however my son got COVID like <laughs> two weeks before we were supposed to leave <laughs> and so then we had to postpone it like one more week and so I was like oh no you know it was that whole thing like when do, when do you test negative for COVID so he tested negative and so we're like, okay, good. Everything's great. We got on the plane. Plane was empty for the most part. Mm-hmm. It landed at Heathrow
2: mm-hmm.
1: and airport was empty. Mm-hmm. And it was just like kind of relief because there had been so much anticipation mm-hmm. leading up to the move. Mm-hmm. It like finally getting to the point where we're getting our baggage about to leave customs. It was just like just a sense of relief washed over me and also like. Um, anticipation, hope. I guess, Mm. and I also was very proud of myself. Like I'm like, yes, (laughs) I have done it. I've made this happen for myself. I've made my this happen for my children, and I was ready to share what I thought would be a life changing experience with them. Mm. Yeah, I was ready. Mm -hmm.
0: So, what were the stark differences between the UK? On Texas, that you notice at first.
1: Well, it was uh dreary here, <laughs> <laughs> but kind of sunny at the same time. Like it was, it would go in and out. The driving was weird
2: because
1: uh, mm. you know we got picked up by a driver, mm. and it just everything was just different. The cars were a little smaller, and they weren't old, but they were smaller and more smooshed together. I'm mm. coming from Texas, right? Mm. The roads also too were tighter. Mm. So that was what i I noticed at first it wasn't it was cool, but it wasn't it wasn't like freezing cold that day. it was just more in and out. But I came when you had to do the ten day quarantine mm-hmm. so we pretty much got off the plane we were ushered to our temporary residence in Cheltenham, so we drove for what two hours mm-hmm. and we walked into our flat mm-hmm. and that was it for ten days. How was
0: that? You know what, how was that like? I can't imagine having, you know, arrived into a new country. You've arrived at a location which is now your address, and then you have to do a ten-day quarantine. How was that for you and the kids?
1: Well, okay. So again, I was I was wiped out. Like I was very very tired. So I was like, yes, I get to <laughs> I get to mm. relax. I can't do anything. I don't want to do anything. Mm. So at first it was like, okay, this is great, right? Mm-hmm. I could just rest and sleep, and you know, get my head right, wrap my head around this thing mm. that I just signed up for. And my son was not feeling his best, so it was kind of like making sure he was okay. My daughter was already in school here, so she was taking classes online. So at first it wasn't so so bad because I needed the break, mm. right? It was it was nice. Mm. But then day five and seven come, Mm. (laughs) and the Deliveroo app, and what's the other one? Just eats.
2: Mm, mm,
1: mm, It's mm. getting old. Mm, 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 (laughs) So, I mean, it was, um, I mean, he just wanted to go outside, so he just, you know, stare out the window and-
0: So does it mean that you just, you know, when you go home, you just had to order food and just stay indoors and then that was
1: it? Yeah. We came when you could not leave. So yeah, we, I think at that point you could test out. So it was before you had to, you were required to take a COVID test when you landed. So you could test out, but we thought we could just maybe buy the test. Mm. But by the time the test would get to us, Mm you would maybe have like one day left for your quarantine. So yeah. then it became pointless. Mm. But yeah, we just, we were literally stuck. And my sponsor would, they went to the grocery store for us mm. and stuff like that. But yeah, we were just eating out and eating Deliveroo and things like that. You know, whoever would deliver to us.
0: So as you said, you, you had a sponsor so who supported you in acclimatizing to Chatham. So that did help just navigating and getting to know uh Chatham as a whole.
1: Yeah, so the 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 first day we could go out. Mm-hmm. So day 11, I guess. You know, she met us and she walked us around town. Mm-hmm. Um but of course, it was still COVID, so most things were closed, right? Mm-hmm. So only things that were open were like the things that had food. So grocery stores and stuff. But it was nice to see the town. Mm-hmm. It was a nice day. You just mentioned
0: food because I know we've talked about food. <laughs> How are you found food in the UK or or shopping for food we've talked about this so I'm really looking forward to this conversation
1: (laughs) well it's not so I've been to London before Mm -hmm. and I had some really good Indian food Mm. and I was looking looking forward to some really good Indian food Mm. and the food that we had while we were in quarantine You know, you get tired of it. So pretty much the kids were like, they just wanted to eat dandos. Mm. So we get out of quarantine. We have a few more options. But again, most of the restaurants are closed. So it's really only those that do like fast food takeaway, right? Mm. So I really think we didn't have a good introduction to the best that Cheltenham has to offer. I'll just leave it at that.
0: What about shopping? Your shopping experiences in the supermarkets and all that?
1: So I feel the groceries here are very limited. Mm-hmm. Like we have – the snack aisle in Texas is like four aisles. <laughs> we'll have like three, two aisles of chips, you know, two aisles of cookies and, you know. Well, I know it's it's because you guys are very like healthy. You don't have all those additives and things, bad things in your food like we do in the States. It's very limited, but I'm one of those people I eat whole foods. So it's it's actually okay for me, but my kids do struggle with crisp and the cereal options. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's okay. I mean, I actually find the food, uh, the fresh foods, very affordable. I do. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Limited, but affordable. And I think it's good. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with the, the food that I can buy and cook at home.
0: I just wondered, you know, being that Cheltenham is not as diverse, did you meet any other sort of ethnically and culturally diverse people from the community when you first moved?
1: My taxi cab driver. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he actually was, is a um, driving instructor. Mm-hmm. So he taught me how to drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was pretty much it.
0: And how, 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 <laughs> how, 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 how did that make you feel? Huh? I mean, I don't know how diverse Texas is, but well, you know,
1: actually, I left. I left out a family. It was a very lovely family of a student my daughter had befriended, mm-hmm. and they were very, very, very kind to us. And so mm-hmm. that was the that was a family, and then the Texas. I mean, while you prepare yourself for that, mm-hmm. I think given the isolation mm-hmm. of COVID, like exacerbated it mm-hmm. and made it even more like, oh no, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is this it?
2: Mm, mm, yeah. Mm.
1: And I really didn't see that burgeoning middle-class, mm. diverse community. Mm, mm. You know, that I, I tend to feel like a healthy economy has diversity in all ethnicities and all socioeconomic levels. And I just didn't really, I didn't really see that. So it was disappointing. And then, of course, where I work, it's it's not, yeah, it's not very diverse.
0: So were there any cultural differences and misunderstandings that occurred in those first few, you know, days, months, you know, when you, when, you, when you were settling down?
1: Yeah. So, like, I didn't understand the whole rental lease process. So in the States, you get a leasing agent or a real estate agent, and that person shows you every house. Well, mm-hmm. here, each house has their own Real estate company, I guess. And only you have to contact that company. You don't have you just one representative. So that, that was like, oh gosh, are you like managing all of this? And I also didn't feel like, so America, we're very like, it's a capitalistic country, right? Hmm. If somebody thinks they're going to make money, they're going to work for you so they can make that money. Here, hmm. it's like, oh, we're closed or no, we're booked. <laughs> And you're like, but I want to see the property. And they're like, yeah, well, we have – oh, that's another... – because they were only showing the properties at blocks because of COVID. Mm. And um, only so many people could see a house a day. And, of course, if you were third in line and the first people who saw it put in an offer, then you wouldn't get it. And there, mm. very, there were a lot of houses on the market. I mean, not a lot of houses on the market. So that was frustrating and different. Mm-hmm. I guess the way I had to pay deposits, like mm-hmm. – um, you guys have the sort number and things like that and you pay like that it was so how does it work out in in texas just to you know, understand the
0: difference and uh, what you had to sort of have a mindset change on what you were dealing with
1: um well i guess i didn't on texas i, I it's dollars right so i had to mm. tran you know you got to take get the dollars into the bank account mm that allows you to transfer the money into pounds mm. and then put the money from the pounds into, so I had, I had two different three, there's three different bank accounts. Mm. So you're just managing your expectations and how you move the money. It was just a learning curve, I guess. So I think anyone would have to, to go through that. But of course in Texas, I have dollars, they take dollars. Mm. So I don't, it's not all that intermediary stuff. Yeah. And I guess, uh, the grocery stores or how they don't give bags here. (laughs) Mm. And, um, I think you pack your own bags here too. Your own groceries. Mm. Yeah.
0: Mm. (laughs) You don't, you don't, you don't do that in this ditch. No,
1: no. (laughs) (laughs) And we get bags for free. So it's like, okay. So yeah, bringing your own bags Mm. and remembering all these things and We have uh, air-conditioned, so when I moved into my place, Mm. I didn't realize, I was like, it's so cold, but I didn't realize that I had to turn the boiler on, and I had to turn the uh, freezer and refrigerator on, like, I had to turn everything on, and uh, I didn't know how to work the boiler, like, I didn't know how to set the thermostat, like, it was just, I didn't know, oh, and I didn't know how to lock the door. Oh, that's interesting. So what did you do? The cab driver helped me, because they were waiting on me, and I was like, how do I lock this door? What about the estate agent? It was COVID. So they basically give you the key, and I had to figure everything out on my own. That must have been really challenging and difficult. Yeah. Yeah, you just, yeah, and that's why I didn't know how to turn on anything and, you know, do anything because I didn't have like a walkthrough or anything. So it was just different. Wow. How did the kids find it? Um,. I guess at some point they opened up school and so mm. she was able to go to school. So that was that was exciting for her to actually be in class. Mm. Um my son, he was doing quote unquote a gap year because he had graduated from college, I mean high school already. Mm. He was bored. Mm. Yeah. So, and also the uh, internet here. So, in my mind it's DSL. Mm. Like I I think it depends on where you live. Yeah. Is your provider and the speed? Mm. And so yeah, not having um high speed internet was mm.
0: <laughs> frustrating.
1: Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> did I just for my own
0: <laughs> So it's it's trying to navigate everything that is new and trying to sort of um trying to is it trying to put behind what you're used to.
1: Huh? Yeah. It was almost like I went back to the eighties, but you all are so environmentally conscious mm so not really, so, like, um, I don't have a garbage disposal. I'm using the little caddy garbage pickup is not twice a week, and you know, like you guys actually recycle and you actually do uh what is it um your food, you recycle your food, so yeah, it was like it was like the eighties and some things, but then <laughs> other things I admire, and I wish that we did those things in the states.
0: I remember we were talking about, uh, you know, the wrong side of the road driving, getting used to driving around.
1: How was that for you? That was scary, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It mm. was more so just, first of all, I'm still learning how to read the road signs because you, mm. you guys have lots of signs everywhere. But it's just really the narrowness of the of the lanes and the curviness of the roads. Like, I'm like, who like who makes the road so curvy? But yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It's not so bad.
0: So what about getting petrol? I mean, you call it gas, we call it petrol. Yeah,
1: that yeah. that was different. So the first time I had to get gas, I pulled up to the pump and I went into, inside to the gas station and I tried to pay. And they're like, oh, no, you pump first. And I was like, oh, wow, they're so trusting. <laughs> <laughs> In America, You, if you pump the gas, like people can just drive off. But here you go and you pump your gas and then you go in and pay. So that was the that was very different, but now I'm used to it. So I just, you know, I do that. But yeah, that was I was like, "Wow, I, t- I even told my mom. I said, I said, Ma, guess what? You don't have to pay for the gas first. You know, you just pump it." And she's like, "Oh, really?" So that was pretty much it. <laughs> hmm,
0: thank you. That's that is that is a culture sort of a culture shock set of things. Isn't it? He's like, "Okay, how does it work here?" Yeah.
1: yeah, I find that's the thing. It's like, I find it very, um, that's why I say it's almost like going back in time mm. to where you uh, trust your neighbor. Kids here walk to school. They catch public transportation on their own. Like I would never allow my daughter to like walk anywhere in the States. So you just have this level of kind of old fashionedness that we don't have in America. Mm. And so like I said, that, that's been enjoyable. And I, like I said, I I do admire the way you guys are caring for the environment. Yeah, I wish we did things like that in the states.
0: So, do you think that your move would have been different if you if you didn't come um, during COVID? Would that have made any different if you came before COVID?
1: Well, yeah, but I'm glad I didn't get here right before COVID because mm. your you all's all sh- lockdowns were really like different from the U.S.'s. So. There had been no COVID. Yes, I think that my move would have been very, very, very different.
0: So, what were the differences in the lockdown in terms of uh, US and here?
1: Well, you guys were actually locked down. Mm. So, we, I think maybe things closed for like a couple of weeks
0: in oh, cool. America.
1: Well, in Texas, of mm. course, of course, mm. you know, you guys mm. watched the news, right? Everything was different depending mm. on where you were. Mm. And um, after that, things opened up. You just had to be more careful or they set you further apart from each other, but you could go to the restaurants, I could go to the store. I mean, everything was, you, everything was available. Here, to come here, and I, I was told that it was on lockdown, and I'm thinking, Texas-style lockdown, which, mm. oh, it's no big deal. Mm. So it was totally different. And so what I've been told, and I know even what I felt in that short amount of time, which it wasn't even as strict as it, as it was previously, was the isolation. Mm. Because you guys weren't able to mix households and you guys were held accountable Mm. by the government. Mm. Mm.
2: Mm.
1: So that it was, yeah, it was night and day, night and day. Wow.
0: So and looking at life now, what do you feel your relationship is with the UK versus Texas, US, your home country?
1: Things are better now. Like Mm. I, I, I've been here a year. So it's not like I miss home. I do miss certain conveniences mm-hmm. but this is where I am for now mm-hmm. and I'm gonna make the most of it. And it's not it's really not that bad. Oh. Uh-uh. You know It means I've opened up, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I I'm 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 going to make sure that I enjoy myself because I try like there was a reason mm-hmm. why I wanted this opportunity. Mm-hmm. And even though it might not look or feel Mm. how I had imagined it, that Mm. doesn't mean that it's still not, it still can't be that opportunity. And so it's up to me to make it a reality. Mm. Mm. And being negative is not going to help that. So have you
0: had a chance to uh, travel? Because as you said, we said earlier, you say you wanted your children to be able to travel. So have you had a chance to sort of go around the UK, perhaps visit Europe since um, everything opened?
1: Yes, yeah. So we did a lot of the UK the first six, six months. Well, I shouldn't say six months because it took a while for things to open up. So I guess in between there, between like what maybe April and August, mm-hmm. we did pretty much anything you do within two hours. Wow. we would go places, and so we went to Wales and London a couple of times, and I I don't know a bunch of little places around here. Which locality has been your highlight so far? Uh, we like London. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's our favorite mm. as far as England is concerned. Mm. I think, yeah, I need to go north of London. Mm. So that's, I haven't done anything north of London. Mm. Mm.
0: So are you happy that you made the decision to move?
1: I am. I am. Because I'm the type of person, if I didn't, then I'd always wonder if, right? Mm. Mm. Now I know. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to say, oh, if only if, if only if, then yes, I am. It was, it was, I wanted to do it. I did it for the right reasons and I'm glad I did it. And the kids? Yeah. My daughter, she, she, she appreciates it. Mm. Yeah. She wants some different types of chips or, you know, (laughs) some some minute made fruit punch, but she's okay. (laughs) So, having you
0: know, taken, uh, traveled, and um, made the decision to come to the UK, what message would you give to your younger version of yourself on their first day in the UK or in Scotland?
1: Hmm. I guess. Um. I really think like so. Covid changed some things. Mm. It. Um. And my my organization mm. wasn't aware of the changes. Mm. And so in some aspects, I do believe I experienced true microaggression. Mm -hmm. Um, Coming to Cheltenham with my kids, Mm -hmm. wearing a mask, Mm -hmm. Um, people don't, you know, they thought I was a young kid, you know, so treating me like I'm a young kid or whatever, even when I'm with my children. Mm -hmm. But I thought I had experienced some profiling, some racial profiling Mm -hmm. that I really think was a procedural change. But my job didn't know about it. And so that colored my experience in a negative way. Mm. And I think that if some of those things hadn't happened, Mm. I would have gotten to the place I am now a lot sooner.
0: Mm. Can you just explain a little bit more, you know, when you say microaggression, no, and you know, how you... Can you just explain a little bit more of that? What, What exactly? Can you give an example?
1: Yeah, so... One evening, um, my daughter and I were in the co op Mm -hmm. over there by the ivy. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And I think this was our first night out Mm -hmm. after 10 days. Mm -hmm. And so we're like, let's see what kind of groceries the UK has. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we go there. I think she wanted some juice or something. Mm -hmm. And so we go there and we're just looking around and I'm looking at everything, Mm -hmm. you know, just to see because I've never, you know, I haven't been out Mm -hmm. for 10 days. And finally, my daughter finds something that she wants to purchase. So I give her my card and I continue looking. And the lady's like, you can go outside now. And I'm like, like, excuse me? I'm waiting for her to, she's like, yeah, but you don't, you don't need any, you're not buying anything. You can go outside. So, and we were the only two people in store. I said, that's my daughter. And my daughter was like, yeah, that's my mom. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were a teenager. (laughs) And I was like, what was that about? And then it happened another time. We were at the um, Tesco over there in Bury, and we had on a mask, and we were – I think I was trying to buy beer, and the lady was like, I'm going to have to see all y'all's ID. <laughs> you know? And I'm, what, 46? Mm. So it's like, what? You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, I didn't—I don't – you know, I didn't have any ID on me. Mm. So we just left it there. But yeah, just that – and – um. I just wonder if she would have done... I don't know. I just wonder if she would have done that if I had not, you know, had been of a different race. So is that, you know,
0: do you feel like that when you walk around Cheltenham? Or is it just the incidents? Mm.
1: I... So I also had incidents where I was trying to rent the place that I'm in and get approved. Mm -hmm. And they took me through this long, like you know, they needed my pay stubs and they needed all this information. And so no one at my job had to do that. Mm. And so they were like, really? All I did and I got my apartment in, you know, a couple of hours. Well, it was like taking almost a week. And I, I had to ask. I said, are you doing this because I'm black? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. It's a new process. And I was just like, well, why is it that no one else had to go through this? Like I wasn't made of wear." And so the truth is, is that They did change the process, Mm. but I didn't know that. Mm. So months later, when more people from from my organization started to come migrate to the UK or come into the UK, they also went through the same thing. Mm. But because I was the only one, Mm. I felt singled out. Mm. Mm. So those instances colored everything, you know? Mm. Mm. So I do think that made me hypersensitive. Mm, mm. My son, uh, one day he was trying to catch a cab, mm. and the guy was like, "We don't take card; you have to pay cash." You know, he called me. He said, well, "Mom, what should I do?" I said, "Well, that's all you have," and I said, "Tell him that's all you have." And so the guy ended up taking a card. But just things like that, you know, you're just like, really,
0: yeah, yeah, you know, I totally understand, yeah, how you could take it, you know, as you say, you know, you can take it either way and question whether other people have the same experiences. So what next for you now? Do you plan to make the UK your home forever?
1: (laughs) (laughs) We never know. (laughs) I don't think so. Mm. You guys don't have air conditions. Mm -hmm. I do know there are people in London have AC. Mm. But yeah, I don't. This past summer when it was hot for those, I mean, it was only a few days, but it Mm. was really, really hot. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Mm. And it was made even worse by not having air conditions. So Mm. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't. I would be very surprised Mm. if I, I mean, if you would have asked me this like three months ago, I was Mm. like, when I leave here, I'm never coming back. Mm. So I feel differently now, but Mm. I I don't know. I don't necessarily like the roundabouts. Mm. I don't know if I could deal with the, you guys don't have fast food like we do in the States. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I don't think so. (laughs)
0: So do you wish to have moved to somewhere like London if it could have worked out? With your work
1: Yeah, but my daughter and I we talk about that and we we talk about so there's one thing, there's positive things. There are many positive things about Cheltenham, And one of them is safety. Mm-hmm. And so I told my daughter, I was like, Yeah, if we're in London, like there's certain things we would be doing. And mm-hmm. so I do appreciate feeling safe. Mm-hmm. And so yes and no. I yeah, of course. I would have loved to have been in London, riding the tube, but I don't have to, like, look at my phone, like, I've learned it, like, jumping on, jumping off, everything mm-hmm. happens right there, yeah, I would have loved to have had that experience, but this is what I have, mm-hmm. and, um, it's okay, and now I can drive, <laughs> <laughs> that's a plus, right, I can drive.
0: <laughs>
1: so, anything else you'd like to share about your migration stories to Chatham? I mean, it's ever-evolving, right, it's only mm-hmm. been a year, i uh I appreciate the full circle that I have made as far as my my outlook on it mm-hmm. and i am um, even I don't know how i'm gonna feel mm. in two years when it's all said and done. I'm like, man, am I going to, like, miss this place? Mm. I don't know, right? Mm. So I, like I said, I'm happy that I've had this experience thus far. I think it's a very strange time because even now we have this war going on in Ukraine. And so it's a really interesting time. Mm. I hope it just doesn't get any worse. I hope this is, like, this is the bottom.
0: Any advice that you'd be, uh, you know, you could give to anybody migrating to the U.K. from the U.S.?
1: Yeah, I think you come from the U.S. like, okay, well, at least they they still speak English. Mm -hmm. So you think it won't be too different. Mm. But I think that it's best to not have that type of um, mindset Mm. and know that this is a different country. Mm. They do things differently. The infrastructure is different. And I think that that helps. So just like if you were to move to Saudi Arabia or you'd mm. move to China or some other country where you, you really, really know that the customs are different. Mm. I think you should move here knowing that the customs are different.
0: Thank you very much, Lauren, for you know um, having these conversations with us. And, you know, it would be really good if we can uh, catch up on specific topics we've really talked about and covered a lot. So thanks. Thanks so much for coming. Oh, thank you thank you for listening to i migrate the podcast if you're enjoying the show please share with a friend or subscribe and if you're listening on apple Podcasts, you can even write a review thanks and we'll see you next episode I Migrate, the podcast is hosted by Florence Nusamo. It is produced by Tyra at FOSS Creative Studio and is brought to you by Lives of Colour.